we all we all go through fears and um, insecurities and doubts and things like that. Nobody's really immune from that. But I think it's when you stay in those places that cripples you, right? Um, and if you have the right people around you, um, I'm very, like, I read my Bible every day. I, I really have a great relationship with God. So that also helps. Um, to, we need that, I think, you know, and we need pe- we need each other, right? I think that having the right people around you to help you walk this journey of life is really what it's all about, right? We're, we're all supposed to be here to complement who we are in God, right? We, we need each other to function, to move forward, to get to where we're going. And, you know, I'm just not afraid to ask for help. Welcome back to the Balance Bowley Podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm your host, Nikita Rinsey-Pin, here to be with you in this vivacious month of April. <gasps> Let's think about that for a moment. This is April 2021. I know like two weeks ago, it was just New Year's. A month ago, it was just Christmas. And like two months ago, we were all trying to figure out what this pandemic is and how soon it would be over. That's how fast this year has gone. We are already in the second quarter of the month. And whenever you are listening to this right now on the day that this drops or somewhere in the ether of two years from now, I want you to remember how fast your life is going and how important it is to give yourself permission to slow down so you can speed up and do more of what you want. That is why I am super grateful as always to have another dope woman in the room. Hello, another dope woman in the room. Can we get it? I want to welcome in Shondell Varciana. She is the owner of Varci Media, a content writing company that helps financial institutions save time by writing content that speaks to their target audience. She said, slow down. Let's get the content out of your head. Let's see what your people want. Let's make sure that you are calling the right people so we can speed up and give them the transformations of whatever kind of impact that you are doing through your business. Shondell, welcome to the Balance Boldly Podcast. How are you today? I am wonderful. I just love you. You're so amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on your show today. I am super thrilled to have you. I have to tell everyone. So Shondell and I were chatting it up in the green room, the virtual green room, of course, because we are still respecting some semblance of virtual distance, social distancing <laughs> over miles because I'm right outside of Philly and she is clearly in the southern state. With that said, we were in such a groovy conversation that we almost didn't record this conversation because we felt like we had did it already before anyway, because that's how juicy the energy is between us. So I wanted to say thank you for that. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I could talk to you all day. Exactly. She's like, and meanwhile, I have a business to run, Nikita, so don't play with me. Um, (laughs) I could talk to you all day. I would love for you to share with everyone just a little bit about what you do in the world through Varsity Media and whatever else you have going on in your life right now. Yeah. So um, I own a, a content writing company. We write for financial institutions. I started the company in 2014 and um, I've just been working uh, with financial institutions, banks, credit unions, and mortgage companies. And we write blog posts for them. Um, and typically we write monthly content for them. It's not, we don't do one-off work. We do uh, monthly content for them. And um, yeah, that's uh, where we are today. And I've got a team of about 10. There's about 10 of us um, and uh, we, we make it happen. No, I love that. Now I've heard from people in my financial circle that it gets real icky sticky 
when you have to have those conversations because all the things you can't legitimately talk about because of whatever licensees that your one client firm might have so they can't share certain kind of information. Are you running into that on the varsity media side, like trying to extract the information without them being worried about, you know, fiduciary responsibilities or, you know, crossing a boundary with, I don't know, whatever financial legal states they have to subscribe to to not give free information that might taint someone's financial decision or that's not the kind of information that you're writing for them? No, the great question. Um, I was asked, I'm asked that quite often actually. And usually before we even start writing for any of our clients, we do a very, we do a lot of um, upfront work before we even start talking about topics and content and things like that. Um, so we do what's called a client audit. And that's just something that we've created over the years that um, it's, it's like a 30 page document where we uh. get a lot of information on who they are as a brand. Um, what message they want to relate to their ideal audience and who their ideal audience is because we come in as ghostwriters. So we have to write on behalf of them. So really when we come in and write, nobody knows that, you know, it wasn't us that wrote the content last year versus this year. Um, so we have to ha have that same language. And more importantly, um, the content that we do write um, is content that their target audience wants to know mm -hmm. so that that's really all the content that you should be putting out. And that's what we always say to our customers. It's never about what you want. It's always about what they want. What are their pain points? What are they complaining about? What are they talking about? What do they want? And just be a part of the conversation that your ideal customer is having. And then you just create content based on what it is they're talking about misconceptions that they may have. Yeah. Um, incorrect information that they may have. You can just um, create content based on what it is they're talking about and be with them on their journey. Because with financial institutions, um, you know, they have customers from 18 until death. So uh -huh. That's pretty much everybody except children that are their customers. So um, our, our goal is to always help them to build quality relationships with their ideal customer so they can be a part of that journey and provide them with information that they need throughout their journey, wherever it is that they are. Yeah, you have a really unique niche with yeah. in an industry with a lot of uh, restrictions around them, technically. What led you to that? Like, what what's part of your background, your professional portfolio that made you say, yes, these are my people? Because most people will be like, financial, ugh, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 great question again. Um, so I started working in banking when I was 18. I'm originally mm. from uh, Canada. I was born and raised in Toronto. And um, I started working in banking when I was 18. And then uh, at 20, I bought my first property. And then 25, so I was 25 or 26, I bought my second property. And so I was still working in the bank at this time. And then I worked um, for one of the largest banks in Canada called Bank of Montreal. And I left there and then I started working for uh, the federal government, a company called Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation. Corporation. They're the same thing as PMI here, but they're, mm -hmm. they're, they're owned by the federal government. Um, and then while I was there, I paid off both of those mortgages. Um, the property that I was living in and the rental property, I'd paid off those mortgages. And um, a girlfriend of mine suggested that I, um, I told maybe five people. I don't even know if I told that many people. Um, and my girl, one of my friends suggested that I start helping. She was just going crazy. Like, how did you do it? And all this kind of stuff and said, I should, I need to help other people to do the same thing. And I thought, yeah, that's a great idea. And she's the one who she was, she's very tech savvy. Me, I'm just, I have to learn all this stuff. Right. Um, but she said, you know, you should blog. And I didn't even know what a blog was when mm -hmm. she, this is back in, I paid off those mortgages 2011, 
the last one, December 2011. So I would say around January 2012-ish uh, was when I started to, to blog. And um, I just taught myself how to blog, created a website. And then I was a part of that whole personal finance community. Yes. And over time, my, my blog started to get really popular and magazines and radio stations started contacting me, um, just wanting to hear my story on how I did it. That led to an opportunity with a lady by the name of Gail Vazoxlade. She's the Susie Orman, but of Canada. Oh. Um, at the time when I had met her, she had, she had three television shows um, at the time on TV and um, working with her opened a bunch of doors because she has a huge platform and people just got started to get to know my name. So then companies started contacting me, wanting me to write for them. And I started getting so busy. And at this time I was still working um, Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation. And um, my, my, he was my boyfriend at the time, but my current husband now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. So he suggested that I hire writers. And mm -hmm. I thought, well, that's a good idea. I never even thought about that. So that's what I did. I just started hiring writers. And then literally the business just eventually, um, the business was paying me more than Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation. So I just thought, you know, I, I don't really need the job anymore. And yeah. I knew that it was opening. I was seeing things that I had never seen before. And I was being exposed to things that I never was exposed to. Because I, I didn't grow up with... Um, entrepreneurs or people who are self-employed. So I've everyone in my life worked for a company. And Canada mm -hmm. is very different than, you know, Georgia. Ontario is different. Like it's run by large corporations where I'm from. Here it's run by small businesses. So mm -hmm. it's a lot different. And um yeah, so I was just exposed to a different life that I loved. And I love the flexibility, the freedom. And literally I just brought the business to um Atlanta simply because I absolutely love this place. And yeah, and here we are. No, listen, you were like, I'm leaving Canada with a major business, a man, and, <laughs> and I was pregnant too. When we, when we, found, yeah, like it was a whole, but when we found out like to, to move to, to move to, um, the U S from Canada, you got to go through all these legalities, but we oh, no. ended up, um, we, we were able to live here and run a business because, because of that business. And yeah. I remember when we went for an interview with the U S consulate, um, I was, I, we found out we were pregnant after that interview. So oh. I found, oh yeah, we found out that, and we had been trying for 18 months to that point. And because mm. my plan was to have the baby in Canada, because in Canada, you get one full year off with pay. So <laughs> that, yeah. So why would I want to, you know, have the baby yeah, here? Seriously. Exactly. Yeah. We weren't getting pregnant. So anyways, after that interview on our drive home, we stopped and got a pregnancy test and found out we were pregnant. And so it's like my dreams were coming true, like within like a couple hours yeah. that we we're gonna move to Atlanta and that we were pregnant so it was just you know and now she's six. Oh, which I love and I know she has a sibling yes I have a one-year-old too so um yeah two kids two kids and that's it that was the second and final round listen you went from being a very high level professional to an entrepreneur who is married with children in a new country basically yes. right yeah all of those things with with all those layers of that transition and this very rapid kind of fast growth that was happening personally and professionally. Were there any pain points for you? Because I know you extract pain points from your clients so you can your, your writers can pull it out of them and they can give information. Like what were some of your pain points that you experienced that you like to share with everyone listening? Yeah. So when we moved here, um, my husband wasn't working. So it was just my business that we were relying on. And 
so one we had one large client, like we had a bunch of clients, but there was one particular client that was literally paying one client was paying us more than my my government job. Right. But, um, we lost that client like two days after we moved here. <gasps> yeah, yeah, we lost that client. And the reason why we lost that client, which I later found out, was because one of my writers was poaching their clients. So we were ghost writers. Uh -huh. So we um, and our writers uh, write for our, our, our clients. Right. And I didn't know that she was poaching. I didn't know that she was poaching their clients. Mm -hmm. And I, so at the beginning, I didn't have like, you know, non-solicitation and non-disclosure, right. any of that stuff. So that taught me a huge, hard lesson mm -hmm. on the importance of, you know, making sure that you dot your I's and cross your T's because that was such a, um, it was such a hard pill to swallow because I didn't know that this was happening. And yeah. when I had found out, obviously, you know, we, we fired her. But um, after that, we, we, we don't do now. We don't take on any clients that don't sign our agreement. And now I got a, by this time, I got a lawyer involved. Right, right. <laughs> I had a lawyer, I had a contract lawyer and had him do up a contract for our clients. So everything is clear. And no, we don't take on any staff that will not sign our contracts either. Um, so that was a hard pill to swallow. But you know what? Since then, this was probably year one of our business or year two. We have never had that problem again. Um, and, you know, contracts are not perfect. But at the same time, I think that it's just, you know, people will think twice if they've signed a contract and if they're going to do something like that, because that's just not who I am at all. So I was just shocked that that even happened and that we lost the client because it, it wasn't even something I did personally. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Right. The, whoever you hire represents the brand, represents you, represents the company. You just have to swallow the pill and just move forward. But that was a that was a huge pain point and a tough lesson to learn. Yeah. Um, but and you know what? It also taught me to, to hire better, to hire, um, you know, ask, ask better questions, do a little bit more digging up front before we hire. Um, but these, you know, these are just things that come along with running a business. But, you know, yeah. we've grown bigger clients than we've, we've gotten, you know, much bigger clients since then. Um, but that was a hard lesson early on in the business. That is, that's the kind of thing that would make, you know, that we have a lot of other women entrepreneurs married, some married, some partnered, all the things in between, and a few brave men. I won't leave our men out and <laughs> listen to the show, but most of them have some position to hire. If they're not already hiring, already have teams, they have the authority to do it, but there's some hesitation because of things like what you went through. Like, well, what if I can't trust them? You know, your business is virtually another kid. It's another yeah. baby. Yes. And you're very protective about who you leave your baby with, who yeah. watches your baby when you go out on date night, right? Like Absolutely. you're very, very careful. And we don't want to, with all the the lack of privacy that's already out there in the world, you don't want to over scrutinize your baby and make, make it feel like it's trapped where there's nanny cams everywhere, right? Like where you have to be like, oh, you have to work. Uh, um, an example I'll give is my daughter's at Morgan State University. She's a, a rising junior. She's a sophomore right now in college. And one of the tests they were taking the other day, she said you had to take the test, like all of them were taking it. They took the test on the camera. And if you went with audio on and video on, and if you went out of screen while you were taking the camera, it paused your test wow. until you came back into screen. I was like, all this for freaking biology test? Like, what did they think I was going to like? I don't understand, but OK, like it's biology. Like, what do you want to do with this information? Yeah. Because I, you know, save a soul. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> but they were like very serious because they're because now that the schools have the ones that were not familiar, like Morgan, which is a traditional HBCU, they weren't familiar with all this virtual world. Mm -hmm. They 
went from we don't know what to do, everybody just pop up on Zoom and we'll figure it out to we have to really protect our accreditation. Yes. So yeah. Like for nanny cam mode, right? Like yeah. with everything. So the kids have anxiety. Well, the young adults, excuse me. The young adults have anxiety now because mm-hmm. they're like, we're freaking being watched. Like, you know, I'm taking a test. I might rub my head, touch my nose. Like, you know, like what is happening here? Yeah. And it's not just the camera. There's actual TAs that are watching the camera wow. behind while you're doing it. And I don't know if this is just this class in this, you know, particular, she's a, a business uh, student. So yeah. I don't know if it's that that college within the university that's doing it or all universities are starting to do it. Wow. But businesses are, are becoming very big brother watchy nanny yeah. camp room as well because they're so afraid of, of not trusting the people that they hired because of stories like what happened to you yeah. that hasn't slowed you down it hasn't stopped your your business no. growth. it's got more streamlined and smart so i would love for you to speak to what was the separate separation for you to not not let it hold you back from continuing to grow because it's who i am as a person i i've always had this mindset of like if somebody hurts me I'm going to love harder the next time. I'm very Mm -hmm. big on not allowing somebody's actions or who somebody is to dictate who I am and how I show up in this world, even though um, I may be hurt or, I mean, I just think that's just part of life, right? And you don't know what you don't know. So instead of allowing something like that to destroy me or just knock me completely down, why not think of, okay, well, this happened. Now what do we do? Let's get smarter. Let's get contracts in place. And, uh, you know, you hope it doesn't happen again. And if it does, then you get even smarter. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, and I surround myself with people who are are, um, you know, a lot higher than me in different areas of my life. So people yes. who businesses are making more money, people who have been where I am so that they can help me and coach me and things like that. So I'm really not afraid to get around people who are where I want to be, because that helps me to get to where I want to go faster. Um, and the other thing too is if I, um, cause I also coach people that, you know, want to get to where I am and, yeah. uh, you know, talking to people sometimes who just want to be like a one man show. The thing mm-hmm. about that is you, you stifle your growth. You cannot grow if you're doing everything. And I'm a big believer in, um, <laughs> preservation. Like I am not trying to do everything. Mm-hmm. At, I, like, I'm not trying to be a super mom. I'm not trying to be, I just think that it's better if I focus on, you know, what I enjoy doing. Um, I only want to do like five things with my life and everything else I pay someone else to do. Um, because Mm -hmm. I just, I just want to like on the weekends, I don't want to be cleaning and cooking all weekend. So I I hire someone to clean the house so that Mm -hmm. four hours or five hours that I can spend, like we have like eight to 10 loads of laundry a week. So have somebody do our laundry and clean the house, you know, that takes a significant chunk of time to do, but now I could be spending quality time with my husband and my two kids not doing that. Right. So I'm very, really big on um, getting help um, yeah. when it's needed so that you can focus on doing things that you enjoy more. And if you have that mindset of, um, you know, I'm going to do everything myself, you end up getting worn out. You end up um, always being tired and getting, it's just, it's not productive in my opinion. So that's just the reason why, you know, you learn, you learn something new, you try to be better and do better and just keep it moving. Yeah. You looked at who you're becoming. Yeah. The future person that Shondell is going to be requires some flexibility and freedom. Yes. In order to do that and have the lifestyle that you want it for yourself and your family and your two kids, you know, that we're just going to assume that it's only two kids because, you know, we're I'm, done. I, you know, we're I'm just done. like, okay, we're done. So y'all can't see her right now. But. <laughs> 
<laughs> the way she came to slay right today. Okay, I don't know, but all right. I'm, I'm gonna let you have that moment and let you no, tell yourself that story. <laughs> but you know, you you saw this future self and said, in order to be here, I have to have room to, mm-hmm. to do what I want to do. So that required you to continue to hire, but to hire smarter, to yes. be more strategic about yeah. who you brought in your team, and obviously, you know, to get lawyered up, right? Like to yeah. make sure you're your contracts, to your point, your eyes were dotted, your T's were crossed, were up. But even with that, there's some people who will still say that they want that future self, but then it it scares them to consider leaving the quote unquote business baby. And to your point, self-preservation is really crucial. You know, all day long, I'm, I'm hashtag certified selfish for life, right? Like I literally wrote the book on selfish. So if my husband or my kids say, mom, you being selfish. I'm like, I know I wrote the book on it. Like, and <laughs> Walk away from them like <laughs> I gave you that no for a reason, and I'm not going to explain it. Good. Whatever that is, um, yeah. those boundaries that you put in your business so that you can enjoy the life that you're creating are crucial. Absolutely. And even though it made you look at what could have been really scary to what somebody betrayed the trust of our client, right? Like all the the layers, it could have literally rocked you to your core and shifted you away from the possibilities that were ahead. So I have to give you kudos for that because there's a lot of people who would have got stuck. Yeah, thank you. I think who you surround yourself with too makes a difference. It does. Um, Like I'm really big on surrounding myself with people who are where I want to be, whether that's, you know, uh, physically, you know, emotionally, you know, spiritually. Um, I try to, I try to, because then it helps you to get unstuck, right? We all go through fears and um, insecurities and doubts and things like that. Nobody's really immune from that. But I think it's when you stay in those places that cripples you, right? Um, and if you have the right people around you, um, I'm very, like, I read my Bible every day. I, I really have a great relationship with God. So that mm-hmm. also helps. Yes. Um, to, we need that. I think, you know, and we need pe- we need each other, right? I think mm-hmm. that having the right people around you to help you walk this journey of life is really what it's all about, right? We're, we're all supposed to be here to complement who we are in God, right? We, we need each other to function, to move forward, to get to where we're going. And, you know, I'm just not afraid to ask for help or to yeah. hire help. I'm not like, I've, I've, I've just, um, I think that in order for me to be the best wife, the best mother, the best Shondell, um, you know, I can't be worn out all the time. Like I have to preserve me. Right. And, and, and that may sound selfish to some people, but if you think about um, doing every single thing, you won't really have anything left that your, your, your glass will be empty. Right. You won't have anything left to give. And how, how are you going to show up as your best self in this world? If you're doing everything, like no one was meant to do everything. Yeah, exactly. I have to, my husband's going to be real mad because he uh, edits our podcast, but (laughs) (laughs) I had to shake some maracas for that moment more than anything. You're right on so many levels. Your quarry, which is what I call your circle of reciprocal influences, those people at various levels of your life, personally and professionally, that not only give to you, but you give back with reciprocity is really important. But it's really hard to establish a quarry, to have that circle if you're always the giver. If you're always the one doing it, you're not even allowing space for someone to give back to you. Uh, And then toxic relationships form, right? Because then there are people who are like, oh, well, I tried to give back to Nikita. She never accepted it. So whatever. Mm. And they just start turning into tapping, right? They just tap into my energy constantly. 
Um, and then there's people who feel so bad about not being able to share their blessing with you, to share their gifts, talent, skills, whether you are you know, paying them for it or not. They want to be able to do it and you're not allowing them to. So they just bail all the way out. And now you've blocked blessings and pushed people out of your quarry who really belong to be there. Yes. Because they're like, I don't, I don't do lack of reciprocity. I don't want to be in a relationship with someone that only wants to give to me, mm-hmm. but never allows me to give to them. There's yeah. two ways to that. Yeah. Not everyone is coming to take. Some people feel, you know, infuriated that they weren't allowed to give to you because you didn't have any room for it. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're not only hurting yourself by that, you're hurting a potentially healthy strong relationship personally and professionally. Absolutely. I I love that you, I love that you said that. And I will say, like you said uh, earlier, some people might think that that's selfish for you to make this time for yourself. I'm like, yeah, it is selfish and selfish is good. Mm -hmm. I redefined it personally as a personal intimate gift to create your joy. When you are selfish, you get to say, I need to breathe. Yeah. I need a moment to deal with the fact that I maybe I'm having some insecurities and I don't even know where it's coming from. Yes. There's some inner child work. Something something got triggered and yes. I need to deal with where that came. I need a moment. Mm-hmm. To be selfish enough to do it. And if that means aligning your schedule to say, you know what? Eight to ten, woo, child. Eight to ten loads of laundry a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got a lot because we got two kids and you know, I got a baby and oh. You know, yeah, it's a, it's, <laughs> I didn't know we had that many until our housekeeper said, you guys have eight to 10 loads of lunch a week. I didn't know we had that many, but, but yeah, you know, it's a lot. <laughs> and that's at least, I'm assuming roughly 15 minutes per wash cycle. That's at least two to four hours worth minimum worth of time that you can say, you know, well, that you have said, actually, that's two to four hours of time that I want. I want to reclaim that time for me. So call it selfish that I'm pouring into someone else's pocket, that I've created a job. Exactly. Call it selfish that I'm giving to someone else's family because they're helping me and I'm helping them exactly. and I'm doing it so I can have the time. You call it whatever you want. I'm claiming it as my space. And that's, and that's how, and that's the shift in mindset. That's yeah. the shift in mindset because I talked to some friends that, um, you know, there, I have a friend who was like, why do you have a housekeeper? And I said, um, first of all, I don't need to, you know, explain it's any of that, fine. but I think mm-hmm. what, what was more important in that conversation was the, the, the shift in mindset, because mm-hmm. I said, that frees me up to spend more quality time with my kids. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I never look at, you know, um, laundry as spending quality time, especially if it's not something you enjoy doing because right. then you're complaining about it or you're like, you know, it's, it's just, too much, especially mm-hmm. when we're, we, we have several businesses. So, you know, time is of the essence. With yes. and, 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 you know, it's funny because uh, I'm really big on, um, yeah, creating jobs for people too. Like, why not? Yes. Like, our housekeeper is, is happy. She, and the mm-hmm. thing is too, I think we all have different gifts and different people enjoy different things. Absolutely. Yeah somebody enjoys doing that and you're able to pay someone to do that, why not? Like if you enjoy doing it, then do it. But it's not something that I really enjoy doing. And if I can provide something for someone else and she can help me and I help her, why not? Like that's like hours I can spend doing something else that I enjoy. And then it helps me to show up, um, you know, as a better Shondell. Yes, yes, as a better Shondell. Because I'm not spending time doing something that is draining or something that I don't necessarily want to do. I can spend time doing something that I enjoy doing. So it just makes me a happier person and I show up to this world a better me. So it's just um, like, I I don't, I don't, I never have a problem with um, 
hiring help or, or getting help. I, I really think it takes a team to make the dream work. I like, it, I love that saying. It, it, it is. Really what it does. Is. It's a dream work. Absolutely. That's another hashtag we'll be using on this yes. one. Today. <laughs> it does. It does. It does. What a team. Get a team around you to help you, you know, um, to, to create those systems and, you know, create that life that you've always wanted. Without the shame. Yeah, exactly. without the shame. Absolutely. To your point, right? Like, why do, you, why do you need a housekeeper? As if that's to, to be a statement of, like, who do you think you are? That's what yeah. I hear yeah. when someone asks you that. Like, my name is Shondell. Like, yeah, because we want I mean, there's right. nothing wrong. There's nothing. If you want to hire a chef, hire a chef. Like, do do you. Do do whatever is going to make your family function at a at the highest level or, or yeah. whatever is going to make you function at a higher level, whatever that looks like to you. It's not, you know, necessarily what I think or what I wanted. This is just what works for us. But, mm-hmm. you know, whatever works for you, you know, know, know that and, and go after it unapologetically. Whew, honey, you know, you speak my language. You may think about the show. I don't um, I think they only did one season on Netflix and they're probably gearing up for another called The Home Edit. Did you oh, see no, I didn't see that. So it's um, two women there. I think they're in North Carolina. So one of the seven states um, in the United States, that is. And they created a show around their business, which is literally to go into homes and edit something. They edit and organize. So they might take your refrigerator, edit out, you know, get, get you to get rid of things that don't belong. Most of the shows usually do a closet or a baby's room or something like that. Yeah. But they're really, you know, it's similar to the other show. Um, I don't want to mistakenly give the wrong name but the one that has you like uh spark your joy right like with, ah. with taking marie Kondo, i think her name is with spark okay. your joy. That, was, that was another organization-based show oh, that was yeah. out there but it's a really similar thought like people say that's okay for you to hire an organizer that's okay mm-hmm. to bring an organizer into your crazy closet your your wacky garage <laughs> your refrigerator and your kitchen cabinets with all the nonsense and spices all over the place that's okay, but they put shame on you for hiring a housekeeper. Like when you think about the hypocrisy of that, it's really interesting. Like there's a huge show about editing <laughs> and organizing, and this is not the first one. There's that other one I think was called Spark Your Joy or something that is the same, but let them have a show about how someone who loves to clean, who loves to have things clean, to help people understand that there's a better way to clean. Mm-hmm. Let them do that and their name is not Martha Stewart. Yeah, I know. I know. Right? Like there's a whole nother contingency that where I'm going with that conversation. Yeah. There there's so much hypocrisy in it. So before I get on my soapbox, I have to <laughs> ask you, because you made great space in your your business life and in your personal life with being really clear about delegating and hiring team and really supporting your family so you can show up fully for uh, for everyone that matters to you, not just in your house, but you know, I know you're close the to your world, people, yeah. like all of that. Yeah. Um, when you have those moments when you just feel like, you know what, I'm a little bit low, my fuel tank is low, I need to give myself permission to pause, how do you do that? Um, okay, so I do that every day. I uh, I go to the yeah. gym. <laughs> so, <laughs> my husband and I had this conversation when we first moved here because um, we got married in 2012, and I was single for quite some time before I met him. So you know, meeting him and marrying him, and then you know, we had Soraya. Um, two years after that. And then we moved to a different country. So we quit our jobs. We moved to a different country. We had a baby. We started, like there was a lot that happened within the few years of us getting married. And what what was happening was I found that I was losing myself um, in my marriage. And then after I had Soraya, I was losing myself in him as my husband and in my child. And I didn't like that. 
I didn't like that. I was, um, I wasn't myself as I used to be prior to, uh, you know, meeting my husband and getting married. And, you know, I knew that, you know, it was just so many things that were happening that were just so different. But at the same time, I also knew me enough to know that if I wanted to be the best Chandel, I needed to be able to have things that I did prior to marriage now, or mm-hmm. at that time when I, you know, when I was married and had my daughter and we lived here. Um, so I have always loved working out always. So I made the decision that I was going to make that commitment and work out every single, like five days a week before everybody gets up. So I yeah. get up at four and I'm at the gym at five, like every day. And that's my time from five to six thirty, like five days a week. And then I get back before everyone even gets up. But I made that commitment to myself because that just allows me to recharge, to re-energize, to think. It's my time where I'm able to, you know, just get back to me again. Um, And that was just a commitment I've made uh, because that's what works for me. And I need time by myself every single day. Um, And and my husband and I had this conversation and I told, I'm very open um, with how I feel and what is going to help me to show up. Um, mm-hmm. as a, as a, as a, as the best wife I can be to you as the best mother I can be to the kids and as a best me. Um, and he was very understanding. He's like, yeah, go, go. Mm-hmm. And even sometimes like on the weekend or a Friday night, if I'm stressed, I'll go to the gym. Yeah. He's, and he's very, you know, doesn't say anything. He's just like, yeah, like he understands that I need that. Um, mm-hmm. I need that time for myself just to, to show up at my highest level. And, you know, he, he's good with that. And, and that's what I do. That's what I do for myself. Five. No, I I love that you have a physical outlet yeah. that you get to benefit from internally. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That makes a lot of sense. Oh, oh my goodness. Chantel, you know, we could talk forever. So how can people connect with you and learn even more? Because I know that they are inspired by so many parts of you, including oh. the fact that you are walking your talk <laughs> and truly living fully. And that's not even this podcast, but <laughs> that you're doing that is amazing. Oh, thank you so much. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn all the time. My ideal customers are on LinkedIn. So that's the social media site that I'm on daily. Uh, so my handle is Shondell Varciana. I'm on Facebook too, but LinkedIn more so um, than any than anywhere else. So you can always get a hold of me on LinkedIn. And my uh, website, varcimedia.com, V-A-R-C-I media.com. Uh, you can get a hold of me there as well. No, that's perfect. And you know, we'll make sure all the links are attached in here because we are going to have Shondell back. We're going to be featuring yes. her on our next podcast called Live Fully, which I'm not even supposed to be talking about yet, but <laughs> she, she made me say it. So um, <laughs> you guys can see that we can see each other right now. So uh, she give me the looks like, yes, you better talk about it. Video is where it's at, girl. And you better yes. get in there. <laughs> This is so awesome. You are a blessing. I'm glad that you showed up and that we had this time that you could carve it out of your day. Um, You you are incredible and such a gift for the world. So thank you for being here. So are you. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome chat. (laughs) Balance Boldly listeners. Did I not show up? I told you I would like all day long. Like think about the many different ways that Shondell just gave you to consider for reshaping and reframing how you do what you do to become who you're becoming as you step into the fullness of wherever you're going in your dream. If you are fully embracing being a mogul, if you are already a mogul and you're embracing having less on your plate, but more philanthropy, if you are embracing expanding your family, or maybe now like us, we are trying, we're trying to become indigenous. Like we're trying to get there. The COVID won't let us be great. So (laughs) 
why my daughter's here instead of being like in the dorm or in her apartment in school she's here it won't let us be great but as we're like getting there there's lots of reframing that Chantel just gave for all of us to consider like how can you do it different so you can decrease your stress april is stress awareness month it is very serious for you to consider if you are tired of your tired if you are exhausted and frustrated with everything coming at you through every window door and angle just plopping down in your your emotional being and you're feeling really heavy and weighted look at your life and where you actually have some control that you didn't think you had control before could you delegate housekeeping could you bring in a chef once a week could you dedicate once a week is absolutely going to be pizza night like that is it that is a night i'm not cooking sundays i'm going to do some stuff in a crock pot and those three meals that come out of that for monday tuesday and wednesday y'all better make it work and everybody eat pretzels and chips on a saturday i don't care right like <laughs> like really looking at like how this can work and i'm i'm picking on like light-hearted silly stuff but if you are caregiving for adult you know, elderly family members, is there a way for you to get help? Like, yes, they may have home, um, I, I don't know why I was gonna say homekeeping, but home caregiver, excuse me, to come in and help them already, but that's not 24 seven normally. Normally that's only for a certain amount of hours and then you're back on the clock and you might only have that while you're quote unquote at work and then as soon as you come home, that's another job. Is there a way for you to get more support for two or three extra hours, three days a week and yes, it is an investment. Yes, it is going to cost you something, but look at the cost of inaction before you start looking at the money that has to go at it. What is it costing you in your energy, in your mental health, in your spirit, in your time? What is it costing you in your marriage for you to be so stressed out and overwhelmed? If you are not married and you are single and savvy and loving it, but you are dating and you would like some more love, what is it costing you to be so busy that you're not able to be as truly productive as you can be because you're not delegating in other areas, feeling like you have to be the one to be, as Shondell said, the superwoman to do it all and then have nothing left for yourself. So in the spirit of this being the one year anniversary of Selfish, my survivor memoir and personal transformation story that I talk to you guys about all the time, I want you to really stand in a space where you take a deep breath, take a deep breath right now as you're listening to this and think about what you really want from your life. Selfishness isn't about being in your ego, putting other people down, betraying people that you love, feeling high and mighty. It is a personal, intimate gift to yourself so you can create your joy. Everyone benefits when you create your joy. Take a breath and look at what joy can become if you're not doing everything for everyone all the time. Give yourself that permission to pause, live, love, and laugh. Make some space for laughing your way to your joy. So I leave you with that today. If you are not already in the Certified Selfish Facebook group, it is free. Come join us there. A couple of gate questions so we can make sure that you are who you say you are and we can love on you fully and we can give you your map to joy. You know, you guys know that I do. We just wrapped up the Joy Map Map Method. We'll do it again in a few months or so. We do it a few times a year where I literally give you the blueprint for creating your joy. So make sure you come into Certified Selfish. Follow me at Ask Nikita. Whatever platform makes you feel good, Clubhouse, Instagram, you name it, I'm Ask Nikita everywhere. And let's continue the conversation. 
In the interim, I want you to continue to create your joy and create your balance as boldly as possible. And don't limit yourself by the expectations of others. I'll talk to you soon.